live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the POTS Moving and Storage Studio. This is The Ramsey Show. It's where we talk about your life, your money, your work, and your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. Joined by George Campbell this hour, the phone number is 888-825-5225-888-825-5225. Let's go to Winchester, Virginia in the Shenandoah Valley area, I believe, George. Well done. You know your your geography. Well, I'm a Virginian, so I hope I got that right if I know where Winchester is. Peter is on the line. Peter, how can we help? Hey, so I'm 14 and I have $8,500 sitting in the bank. I was wondering how much I should invest and if this is a good time to invest. Wow. Goodness How'd you gracious. make the $8,500, young Peter? Well, I am a Little League umpire, and I do a lot of side hustles. Like, I run a lemonade stand in the summer and a hot chocolate stand in the winter. And so That's I fantastic. Brilliant. How long have you been a Little League umpire? Uh, this is actually my first season. Also, I have very generous grandparents. Oh, okay. All right. What do you make uh, being an umpire these days at yeah. 14? I'm curious. Um, I get like $45 a game. And how old are the kids that are playing in this game? Oh, they're probably like 9 and 10. All right. Now, I got to ask you this because I think, I think people want to hear this. I want you to give me a really strong third strike, all right? So it's a third strike. How do you call it? Strike three. Very nice. Okay. All right. He's got a style. You got Good confidence. Have, listen, Gosh. I like that. He didn't go overboard because I would be like, Stiak! something like that. I think I, you get kicked out of the game. No, I'm the umpire. I do the kicking out. Wow. Yeah, you got to get George even know what baseball is where I've you call a third it. strike. All right. All Nonetheless, right. Peter. Back to Peter's question. You got yeah. eighty five hundred bucks. You're doing incredible. Uh, you're asking about investing, and right now the best thing to do is invest in Peter. I know that sounds like a cheap answer, but the truth is you've got a, a lot of life expenses coming your way in the next six years. When you think about, all right, you're gonna need to buy a car, right? Yeah. Those ain't cheap. You're probably gonna have some expenses with further education. You thinking about going to college one day? Uh, Yeah, but my parents do the baby steps, so they have some money saved away for that, but I don't know how much. Okay, and some living expenses. So the truth is we may have some upcoming expenses in the next two, three years that you may want to use this money for. And if it's invested in the stock market, it could be risky because that money could go down 20% when you need it. Yeah. So if you want to have some fun with this, um, you could park some of it in a high-yield savings account. Where is it sitting right now? Oh, it's just in the bank. Okay. It's making terrible (laughs) interest. I I should probably have it in... Don't be well, depressed. Peter, first of all, you have, a higher, great. you have a higher net worth than most American adults, so you're doing great. Don't knock yourself. Um, you can put in a high-yield savings account, which will get you 4%, and that's a great thing to do is you keep stacking cash. Because what if it comes time for you to buy a car in two years, and you go, man, I could buy a, a $12,000 car, $15,000 car. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. And you've got a lot of time... To invest. I mean, once you are really working and you've you found your career path, whether that's entrepreneur or whatever you find yourself doing, you're going to be investing way more at that point, and that's what's really going to get the power of compound interest going. So if you don't get started for two, five years investing, you're still going to be a multi, multi-millionaire when you retire. 
based okay. on talking to you here. And when that time comes, I want you to utilize all of the tax-advantaged retirement accounts that are out there, which aren't available to you right now. There's something called a custodial Roth IRA that you can uh, work on with your parents to open up for you. There's UTMAs you can look into, and of course, the 529 plan. So I would put my focus on making sure college is paid for. Beyond that, your future savings goals. Beyond that, you can look into one of those custodial accounts. Yeah, to I go, love man. It. How about the 14-year-old Peter? Huh? Gosh, the kid is like I was he's talking thinking to about his adult. future. Yeah, it's uh, really fantastic. He was so down. He's like, well, it's just sitting in the bank. Making nothing. Love that kid, man. He wants the compound interest. All right, let's go to Ralph in Houston, Texas. Ralph, how can we help? Hey, well, it's kind of, kind of tough to follow up an all-star like that. Uh, oh, but, you're uh, doing great. I think <laughs> we, got a, we got a baby on the way. Uh, oh, in, congratulations. In, in summer. Very happy. Um, right now we're making about 180 a year. We're thinking uh, it's probably time for my wife to stay home. We'll go down to around 140. We're uh, we're still on baby step two. We have paid out $38,000 in debt since 2020, but we still owe the big guy. We still owe the student loan, which is about 50 K. So I just want to make sure we're making the right decision, having that drop in income where we have our last consumer debt. After the after the student loan, we'll only have a mortgage. So, uh, so I want to make sure we we are doing the right thing and, and just stopping one income and just taking care of the kids and just attacking the student loan on a solo income. Well, I, I, before we get into all this, I, it's not a right or wrong. It's it's preference is is the narrative. What do you uh, two prefer? Well, you know, for the longest time, I was like. Well, she's gonna. We'll send the baby to daycare. No problem. We'll do it. And then the more the number, the more I crunched the numbers, the more I thought on the stress on her. I was like, you know what? Maybe it would be a bigger payoff for her. So she's making about forty k. She's making about forty k. Yeah. And so after taxes, we're talking closer to twenty five, twenty eight. Yeah, she probably takes home like twenty five, twenty six, which is probably just above the cost of daycare at this point. I think. I think we. I think our estimate daycare is like sixteen hundred a month, so it, it'd be a thousand dollar a month hit. But which that could, you know, that that would burn up. That would help us burn up that student loan because we just paid off the right. final credit card. But here's the thing: uh, though. so what you mentioned was the stress. So you were coming at this from a husband's point of view, and you're going the stress of her worrying about the baby being in the care of someone else, the normal stress that she goes through with her job. And all of that combined, you were like, I just don't think that that's best. And, and, and so that's not a wrong decision. That's a great decision because you go, you know, I want what's best for my wife. Um, and, and in this situation, because we can afford it. Listen, there are a lot of people watching and listening to this show right now, Ralph. They can't afford for the wife to go home. So you're right. in a really unique situation. So mathematically, you're going to be fine. Yeah, you make you're well be fine. even solo. You make well above the average household income. This student loan is gone in yeah. under twelve months, regardless of what happens. Have correct? you discussed remote work though for her, even part time remote work? Uh, yeah, we've talked about it. I, I listened to some of the other shows and talked about you know the, the type of freelance stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. So she, she was thinking about going full remote. Uh, but I think her job decided they're not going to go full remote. Yeah. That's when I that's when I really contemplated, you know what, I think it, it might be best if we go down to one 
Well, Ralph, here's an easy way to get clarity. Go create an every dollar budget with that scenario. It's just your income. Add in, you know, the new expenses for the baby, and you go, oh, we're going to be fine. Yeah. And uh, I hope he was referring to when he said other shows on the Rams Network. I've been talking a lot about the freelance economy. It's as hot as it ever has been. Freelancing opportunities are all over the place. Just look into it. After you do that budget, just see what could she do from home. You may be surprised how it knocks out all that debt just from what she does. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, where we take your money questions, your work questions, your relationship questions. George Campbell is joining me. I'm Ken Coleman. We are here for you this hour, 888 888-825-5225. George, you got big plans for Valentine's Day? Did you budget um, for it? I'm not a, like, a night of Valentine's stresses us out. It's so too much. We kicked it a few days. How long have you and Whitney been married? Four plus years now. Yeah, so Stacey and I are coming up on 25 years Whoa. in May, and um, I can't remember the last time we actually went out on Valentine's, just because... It feels like a pro move not to go out It's on a the night pro of. move to, to miss the actual yeah. night. It's still the same concept, the thought that counts, but uh, I was just curious. 25 years. You're a planner. Oh, yeah. That's impressive. Well, it's it's not. It's uh, it's impressive for Stacy to put up with me that long. That's the yeah, angle I was going. With. Yeah, okay. Easy to, easy play for me. Very difficult play for Stacy. You know this. Wow. You've known. Well, me. you guys How are long? what I consider a power couple. Oh, is that right? Two amazing people coming together to That's create something nice. even more amazing. That's very nice. Thank you, George. You'll get there soon. It goes fast. I got twenty one to go. I'll never catch up. That's the problem. Uh, well, you know, it's good stuff. So uh, so no Valentine's Day. Uh, now, we're going to be on the road next week in Indianapolis for a Building Wealth event. This week? Yeah. So we'll do something relaxed yeah. at home, and then we'll celebrate uh, next weekend. Oh, we'll next go out weekend. Yeah, oh, got, you're pushing it further. I do the multiple reservations so that she has options. That's the real pro move. And the neurotic move. Let's That's be honest. True. I like that. All right. Very good. Carter's going to join us now as we go back to the phones. He is there in Des Moines, Iowa. Carter, how can we help? Yeah, thank you for taking my call. You bet. What's up? Well, hey, my about a year and a half ago, my wife and I purchased, uh, well, we had our, our van break down. We had a 2007 van, and, and it was going to cost more to fix it than we wanted to put into it. It had 230,000 miles. And so we went and bought a nice vehicle. It's a 2018 Chevy Equinox, and um, we ended up, taking payments on it and and it, i think it was a stupid decision we both do but but uh um and we took a very high interest rate um on it uh for a, a 72 month payment period and and we've got about twenty one thousand eight hundred dollars left to pay on that 2018 equinox and we were getting tired of making payments that's their 450 dollars 97 cents a month and um, when we took it back to the dealer to see how much we get, they said 14,000 and most other people we've talked to, so we can only get 16,000 out of the car. Um, so we don't, we're kind of stuck in, in, uh, in between, do we keep the car and just 
I guess, enjoy our, make the best of our mistake, or do we try and go about selling it at a loss? It would be a fairly significant loss, um, and but to be out of debt. And so that's what we're trying to figure out. What other debt do you have? Uh, we we do have uh, two rental properties, which we have um, some debt on those, but that's paid for by, by rental income there, So, but no other personal debt. Okay. And what's the household income? Around this year, we should be seventy five to $80,000. That includes the rental income? Uh, that does not include the rental income, as we're not making a lot off that at the moment. Okay. And what's your other car? Uh, well, we have we have two other vehicles. We have a 2007 um, Dodge Grand Caravan. We have a 2006 Chrysler Town & Country that we had bought, thinking we were going to sell the Equinox, but we have not been able to sell the Equinox for So you don't need three cars? Like. No, we don't. Okay. So if you sold this one, you don't need to turn around and buy another car? Correct, correct. You could just keep the 07 and the 06 for now yep, and upgrade yep. later. Do you have the yep. cash, the difference, to cover the part you're underwater yep. on? Um, yes, it would just be a little tight. Okay. Well, there's nothing wrong with keeping it and just paying it off. It's not like you, there's too much of your world tied up in cars. So if you want to pay it off, it sounds like you don't really like the car that much. Well, it just hasn't... It hasn't provided the practical service for, for my business as we thought, and uh, it's costing us more than we'd like to pay for it. Yeah. Well, this is what we would categorize under, you know, stupid tax. If we have to cover the difference, yeah. Yeah. you feel that pain, <laughs> it means we'll never do it again. And so there's nothing wrong either way. It'll speed up your debt-free journey, of course, if you go ahead and sell the car and take the hit on it, or you can just pay it off and keep it and sell one of the other cars that you don't need. Right. So there's no real right or wrong here. It feels like you're leaning towards wanting this car out of your life, though. Well, that that is what we're leaning towards. It's just we didn't know would it would be worth it. Is, is that a wise decision to um, put that much money against it at a loss? I mean, if you can try to get top dollar for it and keep searching around to where you're less underwater on it, yeah, it'd make you feel better. But at the end of the day, I'm, I just did some quick napkin math here, and it looks like that's about what you're going to get is sixteen grand max for that thing. Correct. So I don't think there's going to be a day when you go, oh, we got 22 for it. We're, we're ahead unless the used car market goes back up, which, I mean, it's been a wild ride, man. It's, it's already starting to go back up as we speak. So uh, I, don't, I don't think you're going to get out from under this. Uh, the only two options are sell it and take the hit or you just pay it off and keep it. Yeah. And, and Carter, I understand what you're feeling, but here's the mental approach on this. It's not how much I'm going to get for it. It's how quickly I get out from underneath the whole thing. So I'd sell it for the 16 now, get as much money as you can, pay it off, and then just move on. And with that freed up payment of 450 you'll make that money back of just not having to pay that freaking payment when you have three cars sitting in the driveway. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Thank you so much for the call. Let's go to Austin, Texas. Dave is there. Dave, how can we help? Good morning. Um, give you a quick rundown. I'm almost 70 years old. I uh, retired about a year and a half ago. Um, our Social Security income is the only income that we have. Uh, it We come up about $500 a month short. 
So we're having to pull out of our you know checking savings account to make up the difference to pay the bills. We're trying to keep the quality of life that we've had for the last you know forty years, which is not extravagant. It's just you know that's what it is. Um, my question is whether I should. We, we owe about five more years on our mortgage, uh, uh, just a little over fifty thousand dollars. We've got about five hundred thousand in four hundred one k and IRA. Uh, just wondering if I should pull the money out of that and pay the house off. So that would leave that you with four hundred fifty thousand in retirement. Yes. Okay. Yes. And it would free up the payment, which was how much on the mortgage? Yeah, uh, twelve hundred a month. Ah, okay. So we went from a negative five hundred deficit to now we'll have a positive seven hundred. Well, five hundred because two hundred is taxes and insurance. Okay, so, but it yeah, still puts you in a off. much better spot to where you're not kind of bleeding out here, and you have no way to create extra income at this point unless you guys go back to work. Correct. Yeah, and uh, I would also crunch the numbers on. Hey, can we survive off of this? 450 if we're you're saying you cannot touch the 450 for a while and just live off social security for no, now no 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 i mean i i don't really want to touch it for a while until you know until i have to start taking the government required you the know, rmds on that because it's all yeah. traditional yes okay yeah i'd pay off that mortgage right now you guys really need to get this payment out of your life just to stay above water and uh, right. that fifty k is not gonna. It's not gonna make enough of an impact to destroy your retirement and destroy your nest egg. Okay. But I would be All working right. with a financial right. advisor to go. Hey, what does this look like for the next twenty five years? Right. And you start to get a picture okay. of that. But I'm getting rid of that house payment, man. That's how I want to retire. Game changer. Mm-hmm. Twelve hundred bucks back in my life. I'm taking it. Yeah, and 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 again, I you know well, I know that the condition in our culture is, hey, let's just work, 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 work so that we don't have to work anymore. And I, you know what, take a little time off, but I, I'd be doing something. And in this case, to make a little bit of extra money, you don't yeah. have to work, but do something you, you enjoy. You skills, hobbies, passions. Yeah, I don't like this idea of I just work for 60 years and then all of a sudden I'm out. I don't know. I don't it's think good it's word. good for who we are. I think we're created to work, but hey, who knows? Hey, don't move. He's George Campbell. I'm Ken Coleman, and this is The Ramsey Show. More calls coming up. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, where we walk you through practical steps for you to move forward in your life, specifically in your money life, in your work life, in your relationships life. I'm Ken Coleman, George Campbell, my uh, Ramsey personality colleague and co-host this hour, joins me. 888-825-5225 is the number. I'm the Ramsey work personality, focusing on all things work, whether that's trying to figure out what you want to do, or if you know what you want to do, but you don't know how to get there. Uh, if you're dealing with toxic coworkers, a really bad boss, all things work-related, helping you win at work so you're winning in life, that's what I do. And uh, on the Ken Coleman Show, which is a part of the Ramsey Network, George, we, as you know, we cover current events and and in the world of work. And layoffs are are in the news because all the rage. it's scary stuff, and the news likes to scare us. That's how they get us to pay attention. And uh, I covered this on the Ken Coleman Show today. Uh, Zoom 
the uh, the wonder kid of the pandemic. Everybody was zooming. You know, it was like, hey, how did, how did Skype not get on that? They just they I missed the boat, man. I don't know how Skype missed it. It was like Zoom was kind of new, and uh, a couple people started talking about it, and so Zoom blew up in a good way. They were the darling of the tech industry because everybody was zooming, zoom this, zoom that, zoom, zoom, zoom. And so they went zoom, zoom. Too many zooms? So many zooms. I feel like I used too many there. Probably this is three. Like a Mazda commercial. <laughs> exactly. Just three too many. But nonetheless, announced uh, that they laid off 1,300 employees or 15% of its workforce. This is from CEO Eric Wan announced uh, last week to staff. Now, he went on to say something that I've seen in the news. Feels like nine out of ten times when we see layoffs announced. Well, we staffed up. And we overstaffed. And now the economy's changed. The outlook has changed. And we got to let some people go. I'm really sorry. It's my fault. Now, that's been the general message. And that's what he said as well. Um, he took responsibility. Said he was going to show accountability by reducing his salary for the coming fiscal year by 98%, as well as foregoing his 2023 corporate bonus. Uh, members of Zoom's executive leadership team will also jump in and reduce their base salaries by 20% for the year and forfeit their corporate bonuses too. His base salary last year was $301,731, just to give you some context. Um, and um, he offered support to those they had to lay off by including up to 16-week salary, and healthcare coverage. Now, I'm sure he got criticized because that's what people do. I thought this was a classy move um, in that saying, you know what, I'm going to penalize myself as well. Uh, I'm sure he's made millions of dollars potentially in stock, obviously. Uh, but still, it's a good move, but I know he was widely lampooned by people who think, mm. well, you're the rich guy. So I don't know if they want a pound of flesh. Uh, a gallon of his own blood. What do they want? What's enough? I think they really want him to just resign. And why? Because they're feeling pain, and therefore everyone needs to feel pain. Well, believe me, he's feeling pain. It, his pain is relative to their pain, but he's feeling pain. Mm. Uh, it's not fun for a CEO to lay off a bunch of people. But we're seeing this across the board with big tech companies, and the truth is, these are all mostly public, publicly traded companies. That's right. So they're shareholders, and so at the end of the day. Like it or not, that's how this runs, is you got to keep the shareholders hey, happy at the end of the day. Disney did it. Disney laid off 7,000 workers last week. You're probably following this story. I know mm -hmm. you're a big Disney guy. You well, I saw you going. talk about it on the Ken Coleman Show. Well, thank you, George. Moments thank you for ago. watching. Bob Iger, uh, former CEO, comes back and announces a restructure, lays off 7,000 people, and pointedly says in his press release, we've got to cut costs and fix the stock price. And after hours trading, the stock price jumps. Mm -hmm. And again, this is what you will be at a large public company. You will be a number on a spreadsheet because Disney's obviously struggling from a business standpoint, but they're not, you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna have problems keeping things open. Uh, but I'll tell you the lesson about Disney that I'm gonna i I'm gonna take this away from big corporate news and I'm gonna give a quick lesson about authenticity and winning in your professional life. When Disney stopped being about kids having fun and fantasy land and all the wonderful smiles and parents being happy because kiddos are happy, and they started getting involved in pushing the social agendas, when ESPN stopped talking about sports 
and started getting into things outside of sports, their numbers are hurting. I'm not saying they're right or wrong for doing it. I'm simply saying the business cases stick to who you are as a business. Don't try to be cute with who you are as a person. Who are you authentically? Uh, who are you as a business and trying to get cool, trying to follow the uh, the waves of culture? You'll get burned is my point. Mm. That's the bigger lesson. Yeah. So there you well, go. Well, even from this Zoom story, their stock jumped 10% after the layoff news. Well, of course, because the investors say, yay, you cut expenses. But what about all those people? I appreciate mm. the 16 weeks of salary. Yeah. Which, and the healthcare extension. Did you see Google's layoffs? Their perks, I mean, when they left, I was like, these people could retire today. Just yeah, off of those. But that uh, was still, as you know, wow. Google just laying people off. The way off they in the did it the was night. not ridiculous. Cool. So, a lot of leadership lessons to be yeah. learned here. Be careful. Oof. All right, let's go to New York City. Miranda is there. Miranda, how can we help? Hi, how are you? We're having a blast. What's going on with you? So, I'm a new listener to Dave Ramsey, and um, I just started listening to the radio show here just to kind of keep my financial guru helping me get out of debt. No worries. Um, and I have a little bit of a unique situation. So I have about $47,000 in debt, which is all fertility debt that me and my husband, um, you know, ha- happily, I'm about five and a half months pregnant now. Oh, we good. accumulated. And um, some of it is on zero interest credit cards. And some one that is, is um, an 11% fertility loan. But the unique thing is I, when, we, when we first began this journey, I had money that was tied up overseas in Europe. And since then, I was able to untie that money up. So I have about $151,000 saved. Wow. So my, right. So my husband said, you're crazy. Pay off your debt. And I feel that I just got that money back. So I'm hesitant to do so. Um, when I'm listening to Dave, he does the debt snowball. List your debts, you know, smallest to largest and, you know, kind of work through the debt snowball. So I had wanted to work my debt snowball. And, you know, my husband thinks that's crazy when I have the money sitting in a bank earning, you know, 3.3% interest. Um, we're both professional people here in New York. I would say our household income is about a hundred and I would say $66,000. We have a home that we purchased and um, we're currently renovating it. We're cash flowing the renovation. We do have a mortgage because in the tri-state New York area, you cannot purchase a home without a mortgage. And um, our goal is really just to kind of, you know, pay down the, the fertility debt. So based on what I'm telling you, I just wanted to know what Dave's advice would be based on, you know, his, his plan. What other debt do you have outside of the medical debt? That's it. So, That's Miranda, it. it's just it's fertility debt and then a mortgage, which we have about like three hundred and ninety thousand left on. So, Miranda, George is going to tell you what Dave would say because George says it just like Dave, just a little bit different. <laughs> but I'm just really curious, very quickly, what mm-hmm. is scaring you about using some of that money you just got sent back over to you? Because I think this is fear based. I think you're 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 reluctant to let go of it for some fear-based reason. Am I right? Yes. What are you afraid so of? I'm a, I'm afraid with the baby coming, and um, I, when I go out on maternity leave, I will not have an income. And you know, children are expensive, and I'm afraid. You know, 
you were just talking about layoffs and God forbid my husband loses his job and, you know, my income. All right, well, let me get George in here real quick to address what you need to do. Pay off the debt today and you'll never look back. You won't regret it. You still have six figures sitting there. Still. Kids aren't $100,000 a year expense. So just lay it out in the budget. It'll become a line item. And you'll be just fine. You have so much money. And once baby's here and healthy and happy and you've got the budget figured out, let's throw the rest at the house outside of a six-month emergency fund. And you'll be sleeping a lot better at night. Congrats on the the baby. Your husband needs to hear this because very few husbands hear this. Honey, you were right. Tell him that today and pay it off. Thank you for the call. Congrats on the little one. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Kimmel. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. Our scripture of the day comes from Matthew 5, verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Our quote of the day from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. George, do you even know who that is? Absolutely. What? What? Tell me about Kareem. One of the greatest basketball players of all time. Wow. He is growing, folks, right here before our very eyes. It's only because I've seen Space Jam too many times. That's true. Uh, the quote from Kareem, I think the good and the great are only separated by the willingness to sacrifice. Mm. He's a deep thinker. Played for the great John Wooden. Uh, fantastic stuff. Hey, um, George... Um, you know, prices on everything seem to be continuing to, you know, we hear a little bit about it slowing down, inflation slowing down, but it doesn't feel like it, does it? No. Um, and we're here to help figure it all out. We are getting back on the road again this week. Building Wealth Live, coming back to a city near you, Indianapolis, this week, Thursday, Feb- uh, February uh, 16th. That's Thursday night, February 16th. Dave Ramsey, George Campbell, Rachel Cruz, and Jade Warshaw. And then the following week, February 23rd, Dave Ramsey, myself, John Deloney, Jade Warshaw in Austin. On April the 24th in Salt Lake City, Dave, Rachel, Christina, and George. And then the final stop, May 2nd, Anaheim, California, Dave, myself, John Deloney, and Christina Ellis. Tickets start at $49. And it says here that Indianapolis is almost sold out. I believe it. Feels like you just need to do one Instagram post, George. That's all it takes, and and it'll just go all. Well, here's the thing: we do these events, and then the next day after, they'll go. When are you coming to Indianapolis? I'm like, we were just there. Yeah, where have you been? It's a big world, George. Pay attention, folks. All right, so to get your seat for only forty nine bucks, uh, RamseySolutions.com/slash/events. RamseySolutions.com/slash/events. There you go. All right, New York City again. Love going back to the Big Apple. Casey is there. Casey, how can we help? Hey, George. Uh, thanks, Ken, for answering my call. I do 100% agree, agree with that quote from Kareem of Dujabar. Yeah. Uh, my question, I'm having a bit of uh, anxiety in making this decision. My wife and I are both career employees in the healthcare industry. Um, we live in New York, um, high taxes, um, a little bit of a toxicity in the workplace. We made about 300K in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking to move down to Georgia. 
However, the pay difference is huge and significant. How much? Um, we're looking to take almost a hundred k paycheck for a household. Um, not sure if it's the right move or not. A hundred thousand uh, pay cut, so you'll be going at two hundred thousand a year. Correct. Okay. And where in Georgia? Because I, I lived in Georgia for eleven years. I'm somewhat familiar. What area? It will be in uh, around the Gwinnett County uh, area. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that's the county that I lived in, uh, Gwinnett County. So doing the same type of work? Doing the same type of work, correct. Okay, but uh, each of you making significantly less. Have you looked at the cost of living there? Have you looked at homes, rent, mortgage, the I whole nine yards? Yes, those those definitely Georgia pans out a bit better um, than, of course, New York. So those have not been factored. Just looking at salary numbers, that is what it's costing the <laughs> right. So if you adjust everything... Um, and George, I want you to jump in here, you know, on the cost of living. I mean, your expenses are going to go down, I would guess, pretty significantly, yes? Yes. All right. Do you own a home sure. in New York now? We do. And and what would you make if you sell that house? Uh, currently, oh, about uh, 350 left on the mortgage. We'll make about 575 If we sold it, that's what the uh, agent is saying it will possibly sell for. We were also looking at the option of possibly just renting it um, until at least the first year until we settle down there. I wouldn't recommend that because that's a headache for you. Long-distance landlord while you're trying to settle into Georgia is going to be a tough, tough one, man. Well, I'd sell that. And you need the equity if you're going to be – Yeah. I would just sell it and just park that money, rent for a year, get used to the area, and then you'll know where you want to live. What uh, What size house, what price range are you looking at in Gwinnett County? Uh, with four kids, we're looking at roughly a four to five bedroom. Yeah. How many square feet though? Uh, something small, not big, uh, less than three, 3,000. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look that up, George, while you give him yeah, some well, advice, here, here's I, what I, I think it's a good move. To put some real numbers on this, we have an incredible cost of living calculator, uh, that you can get on our website, and I'll have the team put that in the show notes as well as the YouTube description. But it will break down exactly how much you need to make going from New York to the Atlanta area, and you can even adjust the housing, utilities, food, transportation, healthcare, lifestyle, all of those costs, and it will tell you exactly what you'll need to live. But I'll tell you, just based on the numbers you're sharing with me, you can have a great mm-hmm. life in Georgia making two hundred grand. But emotionally, it feels like you're taking a huge step back because yeah. you're losing a hundred thousand dollars which feels crazy but remember if you move from georgia to new york you'd need to make another hundred thousand dollars and so it goes both ways it just hurts because you're moving backwards on paper but you're really not all right just to give you one idea here george just to give you some numbers i love doing this real time this is just one house this is a very nice looking house uh four bed three bath 2783 square feet uh, in Grayson, Georgia, and I can tell you there's good school systems there. Uh, the, I'm <laughs> exactly. telling you, I know this, my Where man. Where you're going. You're oh, like is that profit. right? Oh, that's crazy yeah. that I... Nailed, Ken nailed it. I, I can't believe I just got lucky What's the on cost? that. $439,000. God bless the South. That's so all if, I got to so say. So if he, sells his, if he sells his house, he makes five seventy five. They pay it off. He could put a really nice down payment on that. Um, and you can really run those numbers and see what that yeah. looks like. You're going to be in great shape because think about it. Your mortgage is going to be way less. Your cost of living is going to be way less. Everything is going to shrink down. And so okay. another thing you got to do is we'll we'll send you uh, every dollar premium 
our budgeting tool and start to lay out these numbers and lay out some different scenarios and go, all right, our income is 200 grand. Here's what the numbers could be. Here's our limits. Here's what we're going to have to adjust. Here's the sacrifices we might have to make. Or you might find, wow, we got more wiggle room than ever before. And we're going to pay off this house within a few years. And our incomes are only going to go up. And so I want you to be optimistic about this move. I personally feel great about it. Awesome. Quick last question is, would you recommend rent for a year then buy or go ahead and buy when you're down there? Well, I would, if you're going to buy, you better be making at least a trip or two to the area, get to know the areas and really feel it out. Otherwise, I'm just going to rent a house for a year. It's going to hurt because you're paying rent when you have a pile of money, but you're going to move with a lot of peace and wisdom when you go to buy that house. Instead of, we bought a house, we weren't really doing our research, now we want to move again. Yep. That's a pain. Casey, I I will tell you, when I moved from Gwinnett County, a little place called Sewanee, Georgia, back up here to work for Dave uh, in 2014, we rented for two years. And we did it because the first year we were guaranteed, we were going, we're going to just get a lay of the land, figure out where we want to drop our roots here in the area. Well, year one got, you know, close and we're like, we're not ready to buy financially. So we took another year and it's the best decision we ever made to rent for two years. So um, either way, George is right. You better spend a lot of time in Gwinnett County um, all over realtor.com, which is what I just did. And you can get a real and good work idea. with a real good real estate yeah. pro. You can find that at RamseySolutions.com as well. Uh, they're called endorsed local providers. These are real pros that we trust. They sell hundreds of homes a year. It's yeah. not your brother-in-law who just got his license yeah. and they'll be able to help you find the right place. They know the area and help you get a good deal. But George, there's just something about 12 months in a place. You're going to get a real feel for I want to know where place. my favorite restaurants are, where the grocery stores are. Yeah, and you don't know that. No matter are. how many weekends you go down to visit, that's a very, very good point. And uh, I love the idea of renting. Yeah. And he's going to stack that cash. And you never know what the real estate market's going to do. You just that's don't true. know. That's true. So what are, you, what are you hearing about real estate? You got a real estate reality check? Um, I, it's a little bit dry out there for the folks because of interest rates. And so I think once we see the Fed bring the interest rates back down, even a touch, people will get frenzied again and get excited and we're going to see real estate tick back up. But as far as home values, the crash ain't coming, folks. It's just not happening. It's just cooling down for a little bit. Yeah, all right. That's my hot take. So if you're ready, buy is what exactly. I'm hearing from George Campbell. That's my advice always. Yeah. Don't time the market. When you're ready, go for it. I love it. Good stuff. Always fun to be with you, my friend. You too. Thank you, sir, for a great hour. Hey, I want to thank James and the entire team behind the glass for keeping us on. And to you, America, thank you for listening. This is your show. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Ken. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey baby steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.